Hey everybody, welcome to the panic attack with Big John. Saving the Republic one podcast at a time here on Anchor. I've been in the podcast game before podcasting was cool. Uh, I want to take a moment to introduce myself to you. I uh, started on blog talk radio over 10 years ago and about 500 and some odd podcasts so about one a week Uh, recently my co-conspirator and I had to part ways so I struck out on my own I've been doing YouTube videos And I have a Facebook page under the same tag name, Panic Attack with Big John. Occasionally throughout the show, you will hear me or hear a pause. And that's me taking a puff off the old stogie. You're going to hear a lot of analytical things on this podcast. Uh, At times, I'll try to be humorous, but I make no promises. And occasionally you will hear maybe some Oakland, well, pardon me, Las Vegas Raiders tirades. You'll also, uh, this week, I will do a live play-by-play of the uh, Bernie and Biden debate. So as they're debating, I will be listening live. You'll hear what they say. Then I'll pause them and tell you the truth. (laughs) According to me, of course. And um, you're going to hear some local things. You'll hear some Ohio politics. You'll hear about a town called Wellsville, Ohio, occasionally. But mostly this is going to be a national and international podcast program. So with that, uh, let's just do this. I'm a, I'm a raw and uncut kind of guy. So let's talk coronavirus momentarily. I think there's two things, or maybe... Several things we can say about ye virus. Um, Number one, I think the media has made people panic-stricken over this. Um, I was out last night working, and uh, I work late into the night doing what I do. And people were non-existent uh roads that are usually heavily traveled were moderate to light and at times uh like a ghost town uh in a city of uh 30 40,000 maybe 50,000 people um not a metropolis by any stretch but uh the friday night bar crowds were minuscule dead, as they say, dead as a doornail, as they say in the restaurant business. Um, 
And of course, we've got the hoarders of toilet paper, which is still to be explained. I saw one guy pack his Prius from passenger seat, back seat, all the way to where he could barely close the hatchback as 24 packs of toilet, 24 roll packs of toilet paper kept falling out of his Prius. Not quite sure why. Uh, that had to be a couple hundred bones worth of toilet paper. I mean, I, I guess they think if people are trapped in their houses, some people are looking at it as an investment <laughs> and they're going to try to uh, upsell it <laughs> to the rest of us. Um, I think people were prepared to be inside for a few weeks. Um, our president has said that, you know, it's a good idea for people to stay inside until we get this under control. He said that today at his press conference. Um, I'm calling, you know, a, a corona recession right now. Uh, the the restaurant bar business is businesses businesses are a hurting because of this um, because of people staying home with the fear of this uh, there's a man one of the first cases here in Ohio in a small city named Warren. Not exactly the Mayo Clinics of the world in Warren, Ohio. Uh, but not dissing the Warren Medical Facility. They have cured the man. And he felt like he was dying for a day or two, he says. And uh, now he's in full recovery mode. Um, he was isolated from the rest of the patients, which is great when you're in a hospital. I hated the old hospital ways of having two people in a room, like total strangers. I don't want some stranger in my room when I'm all sick and trying to get better. Some fool pestering me. But anyway, that's another thing. And so his uh, care staff walks in. <laughs> in a hazmat suit with a, a full beekeeper kind of... If you've ever seen the movie Back to the Future with Marty McFly and he's wearing the atomic energy uh, protective gear, the radio, radiation protective gear, and uh, the farmer thinks he's an alien as he crashes into the farmer's barn. That's kind of what this guy looked like, uh, the care staff. But uh, the, uh, I don't know, fourth or fifth person in Ohio went to a regular hospital, uh, the best hospital in the, that town, city, um, and he was there a few days, got medicated, and got better. So, yeah, he, he was borderline of the... Uh, what do they call that? The high risk. He was 55 years old. So they say people 60 and up are at the most risk for respiratory ailments uh, as far as dying from them. Um, 
just because their immune systems and respiratory systems are weakened. Um, I've had... Now, this has supposedly only been going on in Ohio for a week, but I have dozens of people in and out of my car all day. And, uh, you know, the last few days I've been Lysawing and sanitizing it, but I'm exposed to a lot of germs, and I take people to and from hospitals. And I think, um, frankly, I don't want to... Well, frankly, I, I think my immune system has built up because I haven't been sick in a couple years since I've been doing this uh, gig job of driving people around because I've been exposed to so much. But nonetheless, um, a friend of mine, if you want to search her out on Facebook, Laurie Punch, L-A-U-R-I-E-P-U-N-C-H, is a doctor and she uh, gave the best uh, coronavirus breakdown video and explained in detail how a virus works and how it's different from a bacteria and how you, I guess with a virus, you basically have to treat the symptoms and let it run its life course through your body and let your body heal itself uh, because it it doesn't have a DNA strand. And this coronavirus has these little crowns on it. And they attach to your healthy cells. And they feed off your healthy cells. So, actually very good information there. Um, you know, and I think this uh, shows you the arguments pro and con of big old government. In Ohio here, they've closed everything down with more than 100 people, uh, minus you know stores and restaurants. The governor uh, canceled the Arnold Sports Festival, which is Arnold Schwarzenegger's sporting festival. It's the largest sports festival in the world. Uh, bar, I mean. Almost as big as the Olympics. I mean, he has bodybuilding, powerlifting, fencing, the whatever they call it, horseback riding thing where they jump the horses over stuff. I mean, any sport you can imagine. Table tennis, a.k.a. ping pong. Um, it, it's all there. 200,000 people visit Columbus, Ohio every year. And this year they closed it down and only the bodybuilders were allowed in with their family and coaches. And then one show they were allowed about 5,000 people in the building for one night for the, the finals of the bodybuilding. But to shut down an event that big that brings millions and millions of dollars and costs millions to put on was a great feat. And they did it in a very short amount of time. But then the governor closed schools for three weeks starting uh, Monday, uh, star date, March 16th. And what that means is uh, kids are going to be at home. And some businesses are giving parents uh, 80 hours of paid personal leave, which is nice of them. Uh, but some of the, the strange things, uh, 
I, I was I picked a, a guy up at his job, but he works at a call center uh, where if you're you have a cell phone and need troubleshooting from this particular company, you can call and uh, they take you through how to fix your cell phone or whatever your problem is. And he had a box of stuff with him. And I was like, hey, how's it going? How's your day? And he says, oh, I got fired today. And he patted the box. And then I'm like, oh, that's not good. And he's like, yeah, it is. I'm just kidding. And he's like, they made us take all non-essential items, personal items, off of our desks and out of our cubicles. And the only thing we're allowed to have on our desks are essential paperwork and hand sanitizer. Now, how's an object that you brought from your house a month ago, a, a picture of your family, this guy had some like plastic sword thing, he must be one of those gamer people, or you know, cosplay people or something. And anyways, but how's an object you brought from your house a month ago going to cause the spread of a virus you know so that's one thing this is just spreading fear uh i don't agree with the you know it was the nba the nascar all those places decisions to close down not the government's uh and that's private business making a uh, private decision but it's based out of fear and there's a lot of fear mongering going on right now with the media. And uh, Dr. Drew, formerly of Loveline on MTV and an addiction specialist, said that the worst part of this virus isn't the virus, it's the media panic attack. <laughs> Pardon the pun, but it's the media frenzy that's been created that is driving people uh, inside, driving people to hoard things. And there's nobody that really knows a lot about this. They say that, you know, if someone with the virus breathes upon you, you could get it. And it could take four to six days for the symptoms to show up and meanwhile you are spreading the virus to other people because it's in in you in your respiratory system and you don't know it but uh i want to talk momentarily about the presidential response now when this first broke out in china the Wupang province. This place is a remote area in China. And they have these open air markets. And they have like sometimes live critters just totally unregulated. And they have stuff like bats and they'll you know gut these animals and uh, cook them up for you or they'll kill them and package them up for you to take home and they 
believe now that this is the this strain of corona is from these bats. Uh, hey, China, you're a dicta- communist dictatorship. Why don't you have a little food regulation? But when Donald Trump, to get to my point about his response, he shut down air travel from China very early on uh, in this pandemic. And Chuck Schumer, good old Chuck, called him racist and said that this is just another form of Trump's uh, Trump's way of shutting down borders and the American borders. And so everything Trump does is supposedly racially motivated. Uh, the travel bans. I mean, he's now got Ireland and England on the travel ban list. Basically every country in the world. Um, but he's done everything in step-by-step process a president could and should do. Now, when the H1N1 broke out, uh, regular people, doctors and such, took steps to prevent the spread of the, was it the swine flu, H1N1? Uh, Before the government did. You know, Obama didn't take these precautions like Trump is taking until six months later and thousands of deaths later. And different administrations, different uh, regimes in this country will respond to things differently. Of course. But to say Trump is not... One minute they say he's doing too much when it started. Then he's not doing enough. Then they have this bill in the House where people from both parties tried to add pork barrel spending into it. And then the the Congress, like Nancy Pelosi, will say Trump isn't doing enough. She tried to get abortion funding crammed into this Uh, bill for the virus and what does that have to do I don't care about your opinion on abortion it has nothing to do with this coronavirus okay now pregnant women's immune systems are a little a lot more uh, uh, susceptible they're on high guard so Yeah, there could be some problems there, uh, complications for pregnant women, but that ain't what Nancy Pelosi was aiming for when she tried to get abortion put into this bill, okay? Furthermore, Trump has already made the testing free to everyone. They're making more test kits available. Now, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was just on Fox News saying that, you know, South Korea, they can get up to 10,000 tests out a day. Where in the United States, people are scrambling to find tests. Um, I would like to see that fact checked. Um, I don't know anyone who's been tested other than 
people that have had symptoms and gone to the hospital. So I don't think Americans are running out to get tested at this point, not to my knowledge, but that was one of the criticisms. And Trump said, you know, they're working on getting the testing out there. Now, outside of Seoul, South Korea, how many major cities are there in South Korea? Uh, honestly. Because you've got to take that into consideration when you're critiquing how the United States is responding versus, say, Singapore. Singapore is not as big as the United States. It's a major cap uh, player in global economics, but it's a city-state. It's not the United States of America. Uh, they said Vietnam has a better response rate to this and fewer cases. Vietnam, people are already spread out through the countryside. They're not packed into major cities like the United States. Okay, what, there's like two major cities in the entire country, Seoul, or not Seoul, Seoul's in South Korea. Um, but you get you can Google Vietnam and how many major cities they have. Uh, well, it's like Hanoi in the north and uh, whatever the capital was in the south. And there's not a lot going on there. There's not a lot of social interaction like we have in America. Um, so that's a reason why someplace like Vietnam has less cases and uh, appear, appears to have more control. In Singapore, remember, this is the place where they cane people for spray painting graffiti. But they also outlawed chewing gum. Why? Because what happens when your chewing gum loses its flavor? You spit it on the ground. We've all had this happen. You're walking along, some jerks spit their chewing gum on the ground, and then it sticks to your foot. Uh, I remember my first dog, uh, Coco, she looked like Lassie. And poor thing, about once a year, I lived near a playground. Some kid would spit their chewing gum on the sidewalk in front of my house, and now it's tangled up in Coco's paw and her paw hairs. And we have to, you know, pry it out with water and baby oil and everything we could do to loosen it up and make it comfortable for her while we untangled it. And so, you know, but Singapore can outlaw chewing gum, okay? They have a lot of control over their people because they're small. All these countries with the exception of China, and it's a highly densely populated country. Uh, it's it's the only other place that's, well, everywhere's got this now. I shouldn't say it's the only place, but it's one of the places that can spread the fastest because of the way people are packed in together. So 
it's also a place that is so state-run and so uh, militant. Remember, it's the country where they ran people over in Tiananmen Square with tanks. They can control their population. And it spread like wildfire there. So I think the, the slow spread we're seeing in the United States are a direct uh, result of Donald Trump's actions. And, you know, Alexandria, Cortez, Sandy, Cortez, she, you know, criticized Mike Pence and said that he's not a believer in science and that his uh, philosophy led to deaths because there was an AIDS outbreak in a town in Indiana and he refused to do a statewide needle share program or needle exchange program where drug addicts could trade in their dirty needles for clean ones. Now we see how successful that's been in San Francisco, Philadelphia, Los Angeles, where there are nice clean heroin needles on the ground for you to step on. So Pence went a different route. They sent in AIDS experts and educated people on uh, how to cleanly shoot up or something. And the AIDS epidemic in this one little town was quelled. It just didn't get quelled or stopped the way the Democrats wanted it to. So anytime you do something that the Democrats don't want, or do even if it accomplishes the ultimate goal, like the way Trump is handling this virus outbreak, he you know, he's not preaching socialized medicine. He's not preaching one payer healthcare system. So the Democrats are critiquing him and criticizing him for his response. When he's acted faster, he put together a team faster than they ever did when there were one of these outbreaks of a disease. Uh, the H1N1, either, that was either bird flu or swine flu, was uh, near pandemic level. And the Obama administration didn't do nearly as much as what Trump is doing. So that are that. Um, just think about this. Do your own research. Never ever believe what the media tells you. I don't really watch the news at all. Um, unless there's like breaking news. And then I'll do some research of my own and see what was truth and what was fiction. And uh, so think about some things. Stay safe. Stop buying toilet paper. And pray for one another. Thanks for listening to the first podcast of Panic Attack with Big John. Saving the Republic one podcast at a time. God bless you. Good night.